Well, good morning, happy Mother's Day, and let's sing together, And Can It Be That I Should Gain? And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? I for me who caused his pain, for me who him to death pursued. Nor could the 
though stretched from sky to sky. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Ricky, for that singing. Take your Bibles. We're looking at 1 John chapter 4 and 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. I look forward to hearing Brother John Quill come and sing for us now at this time. And I want you to stay tuned. We have a special announcement about our video equipment coming up at the end of the service. So after the service this morning, stay tuned for that. Brother John Quill, would you come sing for us? I left my home I came so far from where I was to where you are the bitter tears the lonely aches the many ways a heart could center of it all, to free you from the prison of the floor. There was no hill too steep for me to climb, no road too long and hard to make you mine. I gave all I and it was worth the cost to say I love you from an old rugged cross I took your guilt I bore your shame and I would do it all again. My open arms reached out in grace to pull you into love's embrace. It's been spoken in a thousand different ways. But the cross said more than words could ever say There was no hill too steep for me to climb No road too long and hard to make you mine I gave all I had to give and it was worth the cost to say Give and it 
from an old rugged cross. Thank you, Brother John Quill, for that special. I look forward to at the end of this month, May 24th, opening the church doors back up, and we look forward to assembling together again uh, as a church family and uh, pray for a special meeting that uh, me and uh, some others from the church will have tomorrow evening uh, at five o'clock, and uh, we'll be sharing some procedures and looking at uh, different things that we'd like to do. And would you just pray for God's wisdom uh, in our planning for the reopening and once again, I, I just cannot wait for God's people to be back uh, in God's house together. Uh, love you. Looking forward to seeing you again. And uh, so much better and uh, so much more fun to preach to people in person than it is to preach by a video camera. But I'm thankful for this video camera. And I'm thankful for you that you would show up this morning for the preaching of God's word. We are Continuing our series on essential Christianity, we'll be there this week and then also next week. We've looked at a few different areas that are essential to us as Christians. Anything in scripture that we find for us is essential, but there are a few things that are a little bit more essential. We've studied gratitude, the thankfulness and readiness to show appreciation for an action or something done. First uh, Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We've studied faith, forgetting all, I trust him, or believing God is who he says he is and will do the things that he says he will do. And we have a, a firm foundation fixed in God who is always faithful, but without faith, Hebrews eleven six, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. May gratitude and faith be found in our lives. Last week, we looked at this matter of hope, a confident expectation or assurance based upon a sure foundation for which we wait with joy and full confidence. Hebrews chapter six, verse number 19 is where we found ourselves in last week, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. That anchor of hope holds us in place when the winds of this world and the winds of Satan push against us. That anchor of hope holds us in place when we are in despair. That anchor of hope uh, helps us, keeps us from losing headway in our Christian life. And that anchor of hope helps us stay useful in service to him. Gratitude is essential. Faith is essential. Hope is essential, but there's something more essential than these three. If faith is essential, I can't come to God without it, but there's something in scripture that is deemed more essential. Hope is essential, but uh, could there be something more essential than hope? And we come to that subject this morning, the subject matter of love, the very heartbeat of God. For God so loved the world. The supreme attribute of our heavenly father for God is love. And the defining characteristic of the Christian. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have love one 
to another. Love is essential. Would you pray with me this morning as we begin uh, our message? Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for any time that we can come to your word. Thank you for this precious book, Father, that I hold in my hands. God, thank you that it's your words. It's faithful words. It's words from a loving God to show us what real, true love is. And God, I do pray this morning that you'd allow your Holy Spirit to speak to us in a very special way. Would you fill me as the preacher? Each one of us as listeners, help us not to just be hearers of your word, but to be doers. God, I pray for the one this morning that has never felt your love, that has never received the love of your son, Jesus Christ, that today would be the day of their salvation. And Father, I pray for the Christian this morning that you'd encourage, strengthen, and challenge us in this essential attribute of love. And we'll thank you and praise you for in the name of your son, Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. I mentioned just a minute ago that we'd be looking at 1 John chapter 4 and 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. We're going to start there this morning in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. And later on in the message, we'll find ourselves in this most wonderful passage of 1 John chapter 4. But look there with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Verse number 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity... I'm become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, and that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now, we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Verse number 13. And now, abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Charity, love, is absolutely essential to our Christianity. There are four Greek words to this word love. Eros is described as what you might guess with the word itself, erotic love. It refers to intimacy. Storage refers to family love. The kind love, or the kind of love there is between a parent and a child or between a family member in general. Philea it speaks of brotherly friendship and affection. It is a love of a deep friendship and partnership. It might be described as the highest love that somebody could obtain outside of the love of God. Then there's agape. 
It's this love referred to here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It is a love that loves without changing. It is a self-giving love that gives without demanding or expecting repayment. It is a love so great that it can be given to the unlovable or the unappealing. It is a love that loves when it is rejected. Agape love gives and loves because it wants to, not because it has to. It does not demand repayment from any love given. It gives because it loves. It does not love in order to receive. Agape love. And here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul takes the reader to this pinnacle of love to show us the height and the depth and the breadth of real agape love. There's one main truth I'd like to arrive at, and I will tell you when we get there. But there are most certainly a few stops along the way. Much like the family who's going on vacation, they have a a destination, it's a few hours away, and uh, by far there's gonna be a few pit stops, a few stops along the way, and that is us this morning. We have a place we're headed We're gonna get there. But there's some wonderful truths found here in this passage that we must stop for a minute at. As we come to this passage, the writer lays an incredible foundation about the importance of love in the Christian's life. First of all, the first stop this morning, without love, coveted gifts are unpleasant. Look there with me at verse number one. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Maybe you have had the joy of having a child learn how to play an instrument. Let me say there's nothing worse than a recorder given to a fourth grader. I tortured my parents with that recorder. And then my sister came along and tortured my parents. And then my younger brother came along and tortured our parents and me with that fourth grade recorder. For a while growing up, I played the trumpet. I started with that in sixth grade and then moved to the baritone in eighth grade. And I could say as learning the trumpet, uh, there was what we would call, the scripture passage would call sounding brass. It doesn't sound good. It's annoying. And I remember multiple times during practice there at my house, my mom or my father would yell, that's enough, Steve, put it away. We can't take it anymore. It's obnoxious. It's unpleasant. The Corinthians were enamored with the gift of speaking of tongues. Paul had to address this specific gift a few times they thought, and at least to them, it was the climax of the spiritual gifts. Maybe this morning, stop and think uh, for yourself, what would be the, the climax of the spiritual gifts mentioned in Scripture? A few of them, prophecy and administration, uh, giving, leadership, helps, teaching, the, the list goes on. But what would be the, the climax or the pinnacle? What gift uh, of the Spirit would you, would you desire? What gift of God would you desire? Whatever that gift is, without love, it is an unpleasant.
pleasant noise. Sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. As one man wrote, people of little religion are always noisy. He who has not the love of God and man filling his heart is like an empty wagon violently running down a hill. It makes great noise, but there is nothing in it. Without love, coveted gifts are unpleasant. Without love, spiritual practices are pointless. Look at verse number two. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. If you possess this morning the ability to hear from God and uh, teach what the Bible says and even talk about the future, but do not understand agape love, your prophecy is pointless. If you have an incredible mind, if you possess wonderful knowledge, yet you do not possess charity, you, my friend, have nothing, even faith. A faith, as this passage says, can remove mountains. If you do not have charity along with that faith, my friend, you have absolutely nothing. As one uh, said, a, a man who could move mountains with his faith without love will set that mountain down as a roadblock to somebody or just set it right down on top of somebody. We read here that without love, coveted gifts are unpleasant. Spiritual practices are pointless. We stop at a third spot. The highest sacrifices are profitless. Look again at our text, verse number three. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Giving everything, everything, the house, the car, the clothes, the savings, the toys, all the way to the poor to help somebody in need. If it's without love, it's profitless. To lay down your life for the cause of Christ. To give your life as a sacrifice apart from love is of no profit. This verse did not say of little profit. This verse did not say of some profit. It says, profiteth me nothing. Normally, no one would doubt the spiritual credentials of somebody who is willing to give everything away to the poor or somebody who is willing to give uh, their life as a sacrifice, as a martyr. But those are not the best measures of spiritual credentials. Love is the best measure. And your highest sacrifices without love, profiteth you nothing. Many Christians believe that the Christian life is a life of sacrifice. Sacrificing your money, sacrificing your time, sacrificing your life for the cause of Jesus Christ. Sacrifice is important. But without love, that sacrifice is useless. It profiteth 
me nothing. How would you like to find out one day that your life and the sum of it was unpleasant, pointless, profitless? Such is the person who possesses all these things, but does not possess this essential attribute of love. We come to verses four through eight, and we are given a great picture of love. You could say this morning that uh, Jesus sits as a portrait in these wonderful glowing sentences and in him is every phrase and clause true. Substitute his name for love in these verses and tell me if it's not his exact person, his exact likeness. Let me read it for you with Christ inserted Christ. Verse number four, suffereth long and is kind. Christ envieth not, Christ vaunteth not himself, he is not puffed up. Christ behaveth not himself unseemly, he seeketh not his own. Christ is not easily provoked, Christ thinketh no evil. He rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Christ beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Christ never faileth. Sure sounds like the Jesus that I worship. We said this first stop, without love, coveted gifts are unpleasant. Spiritual practices are pointless and the highest sacrifices are profitless. Stop number four this morning. We fall short of this love. You and I fall short of this love. If I were to take out uh, the name of Christ here and the name of charity as we find in our passage, and I were to put my name there in verse four, Steve suffereth long. Steve is kind. Steve envieth not. Steve vaunteth not himself. He is not uh, puffed up. And I need to stop because those words are lies. This Steve falls short of that kind of love. When compared to perfect love, when compared to the agape love of our heavenly father, the agape love of our Lord Jesus Christ, even my best effort, falls short. Even your best effort falls short. Though we fall short, this agape love must be our target. It must be what you and I are aiming for. This charity, this love illustrated here in 1 Corinthians 13 is not for the few. It's for every believer. It's the goal of every believer. However lofty the model that we find of love may be, we can't look up to it as though we'll never attain it. We must look up to it though we must attain it. We must see this love played out in our lives towards others. And that brings us to our destination this morning. We've, we've made a few stops along the way, some helpful points, 
but it's leading to this. We can never attain this agape love, this essential love, without the power and example of our Heavenly Father. Let me say that again. We've arrived at the spot we wanted to be at. We can never attain this agape love, this 1 Corinthians 13 type of love, this essential love without the power and the example of our heavenly father. Our love increases when we realize how much God is love and loves us. We had a second passage that we turned to this morning and I want you to look there, 1 John chapter number four. Don't worry, we'll be back in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 throughout the week and next Sunday. But as we arrive at this spot, I want you to look there with me at 1 John chapter four and verse number seven. John starts out, beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Verse number eight, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, verse number 11, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. A few thoughts this morning about this agape love that we find in the power and example of our heavenly father. First this morning, I wanna draw your attention to God is love. There in verse number seven, we read, for love is of God. Verse number eight, for God is love. He is the source and the supplier. He is the extent and the example. He is love and he makes it possible for you to love. God is love. But not only is God love, let me say this morning, God loves you. Yes, God loves, agape love loves you. When thinking about this selfless, perfect, unrejecting, undemanding love, maybe this morning you are thirsty for that agape love. People should have loved you, but didn't. People could have loved you, but didn't. Parents, children, family, friends, you never received the love, the agape love that you should have. You were left at the hospital, left at the altar, left on an empty bed, left with a broken heart, left with a question, does anybody love 
me? Let me say this morning, God loves you. Listen to him today. Listen to God this morning. He loves you. He loves you personally. He loves you powerfully. And he loves you passionately. Look there with me at verse number nine of 1 John 4. And this was manifested the love of God toward us. Toward us, toward, toward you and me. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. He loved you and I so much that he sent his son to die for us so he could love us on into eternity. God loves you. God loves us not, not because we deserved it, not because we're perfect, not because we could live up to his love, but just because he loved us. Even knowing we were sinners, Romans 5, verse number six, for when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die, but God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loves you. A sacrificial love that sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die to pay for your sins so you this morning could be a child of God. That brings us to our third point. You cannot possess this agape love apart from a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Verse number seven, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. For God is love. Agape love is only possible. This selfless love spoken about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is only possible for the child of God. John wrote here in 1 John chapter 5, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And unless you've been born of God, you don't know what true love is. Have you been born into the family of God? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior? Do you know heaven is your eternal home? Romans chapter 10, verse number nine says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. God loves you with an agape love. His son, Jesus Christ, died for you out of an agape love. Would you be willing to receive him this morning? Would you be willing to place your faith in Jesus Christ as your 
personal savior. That love is available for you because God loves you. Would you ask him this morning to forgive your sins? Would you ask him this morning to give you eternal home in heaven? Would you receive this agape love so then you can share this agape love? This love is available for you and it is available from you, but you must be born again. Christ must be in you. Number four, because God loved us, we should love others. Because God loved us, this agape love spoken about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 ought to flow out of us to those around us. Verse number 11 of 1 John 4, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Others deserve that patient, kind, prideless, gentle, believing, rejoicing, bearing, believing, hoping, enduring, and never failing love. They deserve it from us because he loved us. Because God loved us, we should love others with this agape love. And lastly, this morning, let me say this, the more you and I understand God's love for us and allow Christ to work in us, the more capable we are to love like this passage here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 teaches us. Let me say it again this morning, the more you understand God's love for you and allow Christ to work in you, the better capable you will be to love to the extent that we see here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. 1 John chapter four, verse number 11 says, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Verse number 12, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. And his love is, what's that next word? Perfected in us. You see, as God begins to work in us, no, no man can see God they can see God through us because his love dwells in us and his love is working to perfect us. Our love is perfected. If we were to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we read it with Christ's name in there. Briefly, I read it with my name in there. But what would happen this morning, if we took Christ's name in us. By example, verse number four of 1 Corinthians 13, Christ in Steve suffereth long and is kind. Christ in Steve envieth not. Christ in Steve vaunteth not himself. It is not puffed up. Christ in Steve did not behave itself unseemly. He seeketh not his own. Christ in Steve is not easily provoked. 
Christ in Steve thinketh no evil. He rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Christ in Steve believeth all things, beareth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Christ in Steve never faileth. Will I ever love like that? Will will you ever love, agape love, like that? We'll never love perfectly here on earth. Not this side of heaven. Only God will. But don't miss it this morning. If we have received the love of God and are allowing God and his son Jesus Christ to work in us, you and I will love better than we ever have. If we will see the power of God and the example of God and we'll allow Christ to work in us, we will show that love better than we ever have before. It is essential. May we receive that agape love And then may others receive that agape love from us. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness to us. God, thank you for both of these wonderful passages. Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and 1 John chapter number four. Thank you for these wonderful truths about love. And God, I do pray that our lives would not be pointless, that our lives would not be profitless, that the things we do for you would be found bathed in love, that the things that others find us doing for them would be bathed in this matter of love. Help this love, this agape love to be found in us. Thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you for showing that love by sending Jesus Christ to be the propitiation, to be the sacrifice for our sins, the perfect payment. God, it is my prayer today that there's one listening does not know your son Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, that right now they'd receive this agape love. And Father, for those of us who are saved, those of us who are Christians, God, may others see this most essential attribute of Christianity flow out of our lives. May others see your love and you out of us. And we'll be sure to thank you and praise you for in the name of your son, Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. Thank you for taking time this morning to join us for our online service. And I do pray the Lord spoke to your heart about this matter of love Uh, this passage in 1 Corinthians and even in 1 John chapter 4 deserve a lot more than just uh, one message. And so for you this week, uh, each morning at 9 a.m., different uh, ones of our staff men are gonna share a devotion from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through eight. 
There are many different things that uh, Paul teaches us about what this agape love looks like. And each morning, these men will share two or three of them with us. I look forward to tomorrow morning at nine o'clock having uh, Brother Tim Smith kick our, our passage here on Agape Love Off. And I do pray that throughout the week, you would pay attention, that you would take notes, that you would listen to what this agape love, this love that God has for us and that we ought to have for others really looks like. And then I pray next Sunday morning, you'd come back as we once again jump back in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And once again, we dissect and add to our lives this most essential attribute found here in scripture, this attribute of love. The Bible says there in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 13, and now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. May this week charity be found in our lives. Thank you so much for watching. I pray that you have a wonderful Sunday. Please stay tuned for these announcements.